0: We've been shaped by stories our entire lives. When we were younger, they were read to us at bedtime. They come from our teachers in class and friends in hallways. We see them in our favorite movies and TV shows. We relate to them, visualize them, and share them. Jesus understood this and chose to teach through stories. We've been shaped by stories our entire lives, but the stories told by Jesus were meant to give us life. His stories were called parables. Hey, but uh, so this is the parable of the talents. How much is a talent anyway? Well... About three weeks ago, uh, Del Yance said, hey, I got a silver coin. It's, a, it's from 300 B.C. One silver coin right here. Pretty good. It's a tetradraction. I can't say it. Something like that, okay? 300 B.C. And I was kind of looking up, how much is this thing worth? Well, it depends on what skill level you had. Two days pay four days' pay, just depends. And so we talk about a talent, and it starts and it goes, it could be this. Somebody said a year's pay, one talent. Hmm. It's a bunch of coins. Let's just say it that way. It's a bag full, okay? I'm going to put it in Southwest Virginia terms. It's a bag full. You're just not going to carry it around in your hands. A talent is a lot. It was a lot of money. It was a lot of coins, a lot of money to it. And and if you want to see this, come see me and I'll give it to him as well. But it has, they pressed out, this is solid silver, and they pressed out the uh, emperor's uh, and Roman emperor's picture on there. And on the back, it's got some stuff. It's pretty cool. 300 BC. And so let's dig into the word. And, and as every parable, it, so, so let me say, say this too. The Word of God is usable. The Word of God is for you to apply. The Word of God will change your life if you apply it, if you will begin to believe it and to speak it and to declare it. I'm living proof. Miss Shirley's living proof. The front row's living proof. When you confess the Word of God, Jesus comes in. When you ask Him to be Savior, He comes in and changes you. And He continually changes you. I've seen people delivered of certain things just accepting Jesus, but other things they didn't get delivered from because they wouldn't let them go, this and that and the other, but they had to grow in it. We're all growing. The Bible tells us that we can be babies, that we can be young, and that we can be mature in the Lord. And you know what? You can go to church and go and do religion and still be a baby in in the Lord. So, what the church is, let me say this. Our church is not, we're not here to build our church. We're here to, here to build the kingdom of God on the inside of us. And, and, it, and so, how do we know that the kingdom of God's being built? Because people start getting on top in life. Doesn't mean they're going to be a millionaire, but they begin to walk in the blessing. And that's why we want the kingdom of God. What's the other indicator? We start having miracles. Come on, signs and wonders, follow the word because the kingdom's being built on the inside of you and you have expectation. And if we're not teaching the kingdom and if we're not teaching miracles and to believe for certain things, we're not going to have them. But we have to get a hold of them. Well, pastor, you get a hold of them. We'll just grab your coattail. Well, I mean, this, I, I'm the engine. I can't be the engine on the train because most of you drag your feet. And I need I need everybody on board and everybody pedaling the bicycle. Amen? Everybody needs to believe. And it's better, you know, uh, to be a believer than a doubter. How many of you know that? So, so we're going to look. Jesus talked about parables and stories. Let's go to Matthew 25. You got a Bible to open up in your phone. We're going to put it on the screen as usual. But you need to look at it too. Now, this is a New King James Version. And so we're going to begin look at number one, the man represents Jesus. Okay? The man represents Jesus. So, Matthew 25, 14, the kingdom of heaven is like a man, Jesus, traveling to a far country who called his servant, servants and delivered his goods to them. And Jesus left this earth and descended of heaven. How about that? Uh, that's not in there, is it? It doesn't say that. But that's what it's talking about. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered to them goods. Jesus has delivered to us some goods. Okay? All right, y'all ready? We're going to look at that. Number two, Jesus gave gifts unto men. This is all about Jesus. He came to the earth. He he, He died on the cross. He was resurrected. And in the resurrection, he gave gifts unto men. In the Old Testament, the only people that had the Holy Spirit rest upon them, not live on the inside of them, was the prophet, the priest, and the king. But we have the Spirit of God on the inside of us, saints. Come on, God lives on the inside. of Say, God lives on the inside of me. Say it bigger. God lives on the inside of me. Now, not only does He want to live on the inside of you, but He wants to rest on you to empower you. He'll come on you and give you things to say. He'll come on you and empower you to do certain things. You see types and shadows of it in the Old Testament. You know, He'll help you be strong to be able to work eight hours a day, 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day. So you can get ahead in life so you can just work eight hours a day. Most of us just want to work two hours a day. or Most of us want to lay in bed and think about working and not even get up. Now, we to break that off. Because the Bible teaches that we have to do things. We have to work for the kingdom of God. Not to be saved, but that's what we're called to do. We're called to be the light and the salt of the earth. We're called to demonstrate. Hey, we're talking about the fun life. Come on, what's God called us to do, you to do? And so let's read verse 15. And to one he gave five talents, to another, and, you know, in my notes, I got 20 years of work for one. Five, ten, yeah, huh? Come on. So it's a bag to another two, to another one, to each according to his own ability. You ever watch those shows on TV? Had a, uh, what is it? The lottery just my, destroyed my life? Yeah. They couldn't handle that kind of money. You think, if I just had a million dollars, I've seen people go through two million dollars in two and a half years. They bought everybody they knew a truck. They bought everything. They thought, this is oh, it's a million dollars. It'll last forever. You start adding up what you've made. You know, a lot of you have made a million dollars in five years, a million dollars in 10 years, maybe a million dollars in 15 years. What, where's that at? Well, we bought Snickers bars. <laughs> so we have to be diligent. The Bible teaches us to be diligent with what God gives us. To be a good steward of it. And to steward what God gives, gives us. And that's what this, this whole parable's about. And so, so here we are to uh, each according to his own ability. Immediately he went on a journey. That's when he ascended into heaven. This is what this story is about. So he, he went on a journey. He left them according to their ability. Quit comparing yourself. Man, I want to be, like, be like him. I want to be like her. I wish I was like that. You stay in your lane and you pray and believe God to minister to you and you do what God's called you to do and you're going to be blessed. Because we sit there looking at somebody that's got this and that. You, don't, you can't handle the pressure they, they're walking in. They had to develop to walk in that pressure. Man, if I had a business like that, would start? They sweated tears. They sweated blood. They sweated, can they pay payroll? They sweated, we need new trucks. We don't have the money. Takes great faith, and you have great faith. So, 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 let's keep reading. I get. I'm gonna break this up here. And so, to each one his own ability. He gave uh, verse 16. Then he who received the five talents went and traded with them and made five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained more also. But he who had received the one went and dug in the ground and hid his lord's money. Dug in the ground and hid it. In Ephesians 4 8, it talks about when Jesus ascended that he gave gifts unto men. Apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers. There's five-fold ministry, but I want to tell everybody in here God has given you gifts that are yours. And you know what? It may be duplicate to somebody else's in here or duplicate to other people's, but that doesn't mean it. You don't know, have so many people say, Well, I want to start this, but y'all already got that. I said, Well, we need 20 of them. Your thinking's too small. Well, God can't use me because He's already using them to do that. God needs you to do that. He wouldn't have put it in you. Your thinking's too small. Quit looking at what somebody else is doing and do what God's called you to do. If if we're called to feed the poor as a church and we all started feeding the poor, how how many people would we feed if we all did it? But we're not called to do that. We do help people, but we're not setting up a, a soup line. We're not called to that, but we may come to that. We want to obey God, follow God, and do what He's called us to do. And He empowers us. Amen? So God gave gifts to men and ability. Number three, Jesus is coming back. So the man left and went to a far country to receive a kingdom. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And He's coming back. He's coming back. And look at what it says. So after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. You know, to help you understand servant, let's just say worker. Let's just say somebody who's working the kingdom. Worker. And, and one thing that jumped out to me in this, he's coming back. Guess what? He's coming back. So anybody watch football yesterday? Can, uh, not very many, but how many quarters are in a football game? 4 we're in the fourth quarter we're in the fourth quarter i don't know what time it is but i know it's in the fourth quarter and i can't read the clock but my job is not to worry about the clock but to do what god's called me to do and you gotta can't look be don't be looking at the clock you gotta play the game you gotta get in there and you gotta do what god's called you to do fight the devil kick him in the teeth and, and keep pushing forward and doing kingdom business amen Because it's not just about getting saved, it's about doing kingdom business. And there again, I just it's eating me up on the inside. There's stuff that you can do that I can't do. There is stuff that you're supposed to do that I'm not supposed to do. If if I'm gonna lead the church, I can't be doing everything. I do too much, I do a lot. I mean I vacuum the floor sometimes, but I shouldn't. I'm just saying. We all have to do kingdom business. There are things that you can do. Come on. And if it's baking cookies for somebody and telling them Jesus loves them, whoo. The Bible says you give a bottle of water in the name of a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. Didn't say you got in the pulpit and preached. You just gave somebody, hey, I'm here to give you, I want you to hear some water before the prophet comes up and speaks. I'm going to give you some water. You're going to get the reward. How hard is that? You just got to show up and be a doer. Okay, let's read Revelations real quick. Revelation twenty two twelve. 12, And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. We're not talking about going to heaven. We're already going to heaven, Christian. We're talking about a reward. Come on. We're talking about a crown. We're talking about a reward. We're talking about enter in. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Hey, smile at somebody. Said that's me. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And I'm I I, I I'm I'm saying this is because I'm not chasing a reward. I, I don't want you to say, attaboy. boy." Uh, God tells me, of boy." I, I'm doing stuff, that I, all that I do, I do for the kingdom of God and to build the kingdom of God in you and to build the kingdom of God in me. Amen. I don't have a free walk because I'm the pastor. Well, you the pastor. That's why that stuff works for you. That's what I thought. The devil told me that. It's a lie. Too many pastors falling. Too many pastors dying young. Too many pastors quitting. No. I have to walk this walk just like you have to walk this walk. And I'm supposed to build the kingdom. amen. Amen. So number four, we're going to dig in here a little bit. Number four, Jesus deals with faithfulness and stewardship of the gospel. He deals with faithfulness and the stewardship of the gospel. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about your job, but at the end of every year I had to sit down and they told me what I, if I met my goal... Or if I, what I needed to do to reach my goal next year, man, I hated the end of the year because my goal started over. I was rolling, man. I'm 20% ahead. Now I'm back to zero. What? But they measured me. They pushed me and I'm not pushing you and God's not, but I am too. I am pushing you a little bit today. I want you to be involved with what God is doing. We're not just supposed to Get up and go to work and drive back home, eat a blown sandwich and watch TV and go to bed. We're supposed to be doing kingdom business. We're supposed to be witnessing. We're supposed to be the light. We're supposed to be praying for the sick. We're supposed to be bringing some joy. When you see somebody, come on, let me lift you up. Let me get you up. Let me get you up out of the muck and the mire. It's hard to get somebody out of the muck and the mire when you're in the muck and the mire. We live our life in the muck. Christians shouldn't be in the muck and the mire. Yeah, it splatters on us from time to time, but wash it with the water of the Word and get up and keep going. Start dragging people along till they get up on their feet. Anybody ever trained a toddler to walk other than me? They fall, you pick them back up. Come on, you got this. Come on, come on, come to me. Come on, that's the way God is. Come on, come to me. And one of the greatest times to do things for God is when you first get born again. Because it's real easy. You're on fire. It's real to you. We sang that song today. Cody picked the songs. I don't. But we need fresh fire. We need a fresh fire in us to be that light, that witness and what God's called us to be. Amen, amen? So, so, So let's read it. Verse 20. So he who had received the five talents came and brought the five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. And the Lord said to him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Let me, let me stop right there. So if this is a parable about the kingdom of heaven and what's to come, you know, I, I'm going to break it to you. and I'm going to break it to you real slow. We're not going to stay in heaven, people. We're coming back to the earth. To rule and reign with Christ. I give you rule over. It's what it says. He said, I make you ruler over many things. You're coming back to the earth. And what you do in the earth while you're alive right now gives you rulership over some other things. You, you're coming, maybe you're coming back to Whitfield. Huh? <laughs> to make it right. To make Speedwell right and Bland right. That's what we're called to do. But you know what? We, we can do w- whatever the Lord has for us, but that's he's going to have us rule and reign. I'm just saying, man, you know, God's a rewarder. Let's get that. Abraham talked to God and said, what are you going to give me? I, 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 I'm serving you. I followed you. I left everything. And God said, I'm your reward. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 11.6 says, you must believe that God is and that he's a rewarder. Hey, my God's a rewarder. Smile at somebody and say, mine is too. So the Lord said, well done. In verse 22, he had received the two talents, said, Lord, you delivered me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. And the Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Let me, let, me, let me read what I wrote down. Stewardship is an ethic. See, we're stewards. How I many of you know that we're stewards of what God has given us? Your children, your spouse, your house, your vehicles, your soul, your spirit, You a steward. He's using money as an example because money can take the place of God. But he's using money as an example, but he's talking about stewardship over everything about you. Everything in you, steward that lust and get it out. Steward that addiction, get it out. Steward your mind, feed upon the Word of God. Steward your spirit, steward your body. Exercise profits little, Paul wrote, but it does profit. Makes you live longer. Okay. Okay. I need to exercise too. Don't be. mercy. So, stewardship is an ethic that embodies the responsib- responsible planning and management of resources. Everything you have, your shoes are a resource. I can wear out a pair of shoes quicker than anybody known on the earth. But everything you have is a resource, and God wants you to manage it. God wants you to be diligent with it. He wants you to look at it, a- and He may want you to give it away. how many of y'all went to money? How about he giving away love? He commands us to love one another. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. If you're not ministering in love, you're doing it all wrong. Everything works by love. See how this gospel works? See how the kingdom works? He works by love. He's talking about giving and doing and and being faithful, being faithful with love, being, being a good steward of the love of God on the inside of you. You know, God's sitting in the car with you. The Holy Spirit's in there when you're blowing up them people that are in your way. <laughs> Move on. Yeah. Huh? So being a steward of money, time, health spiritual, mentally, and body, property, information, the gospel, and every resource. You got to be a steward of the gospel. You got to be steward of the Word of God. Be a good steward of the Word of God. Be a good steward of all these things. You see, a talent represents money, but how, how about where we go when we talk about talent? Ooh, he's talented. Cody's so talented. Man, he can play the tambourine like nobody's business talented we start looking at talent how many people you've seen with talent started in the church and went to the world they didn't steward it correctly they're chasing the world and not god one of my favorite singer whitney houston did that not saying she wasn't saved but she chased what what elvis had done if he just stuck with gospel he wanted to but the business wouldn't let him the pressure of the world you can't do that you're walking away with all this money The money that we're making from you. It works. Be careful not to chase money, but to chase God. I turned down a six-figure salary because God wasn't in it. I had no witness in here. I'd had to move, but I'm moving from the church that God was using me in. And I'm like, ugh. And I often thought, you know, I, I, I'm sure God would have used but not, I would have been off the path. I'd been off what He called me to do. So we don't chase money, we chase God, and God supplies. Amen, amen? So, so, so as we look at this, this is really talking about the judgment seat of Christ. Okay? The judgment seat of Christ. Write that down if it's not in your notes there. Each of us will give an account of what we did with the life, the gifts, and the calling that God gave us. Now, don't get confused with the great white throne of judgment. That's for sinners. This is for Christians. This is where Jesus set you down. This is where we, This is where the tears are shed, I believe, in heaven. What we should have done, could have done, would have had. If we would have lived a little bit more deeper and walked with God a little bit stronger, this is, this is the, 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 uh, the judgment seat of Christ. Each of us will give an account of what we've done with this life, gifts, and the calling that God gave to us. It's not about whether or not you get to heaven. You're already in heaven when this happens. Okay? It's about the rewards you will receive. If you're writing down, I'm going to give you a bunch of scriptures. We don't have time to read them. 2 Corinthians 5, 10. Luke 14, 14. Revelations 22, 12. Got quiet. Revelations 22, 12. 1 Corinthians 3. Eleven through fifteen. I'm gonna go a little faster. Second, it's, it's back over them again. Second Corinthians five ten, Luke fourteen fourteen, Revelations twenty two twelve, and First Corinthians three eleven through fifteen. The Word of God gives a witness to all this. Glory to God. Now, now listen. We're gonna be excited. We made it to heaven. Uh, you'll see me dancing, and I can't dance on you know now. I just t- two left feet, but. You know, those that can't sing, I believe, will be able to sing. And dancers will be able to dance. We're going to shout. We're going to have joy. But God's going to show us what we should have, could have had. And so now, but here, this message is pushing you. Let's step into what I call, what we're called to do. And, and here's the thing, and I, I I break into this. Where you work, that's where you're called right now. It may not feel like the will of God at all. I don't care. You're there. You got eight hours a day there at least. You're called there. You better be shining. This little light of mine, I'm going to let you. better be beaming for Jesus until he moves you. And if you feel like he's supposed to move you, then put your faith on it. Believe him for that next step. But we're supposed to shine for Jesus where we're at. And every job and every step is the next step to the next increment Here we go, and we're going up with God. And you may not leave that job, but you're going up to another level. Spiritually, we're supposed to be going up to another level. God's called us to go up. Come on up. Come on up. Look at at the disciples. They are following Jesus. They listen to Jesus. Then the day came, Jesus said, y'all go out two by two. Go pray for people. We're going to this town, this town, and, and, and tell them, get ready. The kingdom of God is at hand. Hey, how hard is that? You know the kingdom of God is at hand. The grace and mercy of God is here today. That's all you got to say. What does that mean? Look it up. You don't have to be expository and, well, glory to God. (laughs) No, just share the love of God. Share the love of God. Being a good steward, being faithful to do it, faithful to do it. Man, I found a church that's teaching me the Word of God. They're pushing me, and they push me Sunday. So, you know, it's Monday. I want to tell you, you need to come go to church with me. Well, I don't go to church. Well, then that's religion. Let me introduce you to Jesus. <laughs> come on, you have an answer. The Holy Spirit will help you. I tell the story that I was doing jail ministry, and it's time to go, and, and, and uh, my, one of my buddies there that was with us and he was went into solitary confinement and they said you got to go get him get him out of there it's time to go and so i go down the corridor and i go past there's a guy in solitary and there's a guy in solitary and i go hey man it's time to go and so he goes okay i'm coming so i walk back to the corner of the hall and i'm waiting for him and here's a guy in solitary confinement for probably attempted murder who knows? maybe murdered and i'm standing there and i said all right holy spirit because he didn't want to talk to anybody about any of the gospel or anything. I said, Holy Spirit, help me. How can I reach this man? And so I'm looking in in the cell, just kind of minding my own business, but my eyes are glancing around. I'm looking, and he has a book, and it's about the Jewish people being beaten and abused all through history. And I said, hey, man, is that a good book? And he goes, Ah oh, man, it's all right. You know, they're, it, it, he said it's this and that. I don't remember what he said. I said, well, you know why they they're uh, uh, they're treated that way? He goes, why is that? I said, because they're God's people. They were God's people, and the devil's been trying to take them out for years. And he goes, well, what you make you think you're God's God, and not somebody who worships a tree? How come their God can't be that tree? I said, well, they can be, I guess, if they want to. I said. That tree will give them shade. I mean, this is just coming up out of me. The Spirit of God's doing this in me. I said, that tree will give them some shade, maybe some nuts to eat, maybe some firewood. But my God lives on the inside of me. He talks to me every day. He guides me and leads me. My God's real. He's not out there, tree. He's on the inside of me. He's on the throne in heaven. I just rolled out of me, and I was like, help me say something. And I'm like, who said all that? That's what the Holy Spirit does. And so he began to ask me to pray for his family. Not want to hear anybody talk about the gospel, he asked me to pray for his family. His daughter was sick, and this said, see, the the Lord will help you open doors, but we got to ask, ask, seek, seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open unto you. It's like a friend of mine said, when you start chasing the deeper things of God, it opens up a whole new world on the inside of you. It's like, it's like you just kind of living and you love God, but until you start seeking the deeper things of God, now the door's open and God is, is welcome. You know, we always read that Jesus stands at the door and knocks for us to get saved, but he's standing at the door of the closet saying, let all that stuff out and let me put some gifts in there. Huh? He's going, hey, let me in there and let me prepare a table. Let me in the dining room. Let me in the kitchen. I want to cook you a meal. I want to prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Hey, hey. So number five, Jesus deals with people who do not receive the gospel. Now we look and we're going to read it and it says, then the one who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a man hard, reaping where you had not sown, gathering where you had not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. Now, he didn't receive it. He went and buried it. Somebody in the the note said that uh, it would have been easier to give it to the bank, and that's what Jesus said. Give it to the bank. To carry it into the bank, then to dig a hole big enough to put you working out there now. He was working to keep the gifts of God away from him. Now, let's see what Jesus said. And the Lord answered him and said, you wicked and lazy servant. Let me stop right here. There's a similar parable in Luke. And Luke talks about that a man leaves and he kicks 10 of his workers and he gives them 10 mina each. And the last one said, I knew you were a wicked servant. I knew you were a wicked. I knew you raped where you didn't sow. And you know what the, the Lord said to him? I'm going to judge you by your words. And Luke, it says, I will judge you by your own words. Do you know if you don't believe God will do stuff for you, He won't? He's judging you by your own faith. What you allow God to work on in and we you know, oh, if, it, if it's just gonna happen, God will make it happen. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. Whatever will be, will be. The Lord's in control of me. No. No. He sought you out, but you had to receive it. This is a gospel you have to receive and do something with it. You know, uh, there are certain Christian religions saying, you know what, if you're predestined, you're going, and it doesn't matter what you do. But the Bible's full of it matters what you do. Samson didn't live the life that God called him to live because he was ignorant or stupid. No, he wasn't ignorant. He was told not to go sleeping around and not to be a drunk, and he was stupid and did what God said not to do, and he became a prisoner for the most of his life. Sure, he repeated at the end, but instead of being a prisoner, he could have lived a blessed life. He could have lived a blessed life. But Samson did stupid things. We got to get control. We have to be a good steward of what we're doing with our life. I'm just, you know, I know this is, this, is, this is a little deep, it's a little hard, but hear me, God wants to use you because there are people that you can reach, you that nobody else can reach in this room. Everybody in here knows at least 300 people. Yeah. Some of you know 600 to 1,000. But 300, you see them, you know their name. And half of them's your family. It's hard to witness to your family. But you know 300 people. You're, you have to be the light of the world to them. And you can be the light of your world just by living it in front of your family. My family's made fun of me for different things, this and that and the other, because I believe the Word of God for this and that and the other. But they call me for prayer. You know, it started off, man. You're kind of a little off with your doctrine. You know, I don't know about that. Can't give people this or false hope about stuff. Like it's in the Bible. And then they they the different ones come and say, I'm having a hard time believing that, but help my unbelief, Lord. I'm praying. Come on, come on, come on, let's go. Come on. And so, you knew I reaped where I had not sown, gathered where I had not scattered seed. Verse 27: So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming, I would have received, I would have received. Back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance from, from him who does not have. Even what he has, he will be taken away. Mm. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the great white throne of judgment. You see, he, he was given it. Everybody in this world has been given the gospel. Everybody in this world. And there are people in church think they've received it. They sit under it every day. Come on, you, that's why I started this service off. You got to know. Come on, you can know. You can know that you know that you're a child of God. And now that you're a child of God, now it's time to do something. Man, I'm on the team. You know, I'm on the team. You're on the team. Are you ready? You see, see, see uh, let, let's keep reading real quick. Uh, the, the, well, in Revelation 20, this is the great right, white throne of judgment. And let's read verse 31. Write down these verses 31 through 36. I didn't think I'd have time to read these. They're not in your notes, but let's look at verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and the holy angels with Him, then He will sit on the throne of His glory. Come on, this is the kingdom that this man went to get. All the nations of the earth will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. Glory be. And he will set the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. We're the sheep. Hey, believer, you're the sheep. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. Come on, this whole earth's going to be recreated and we're going to be inheritance of it. But how about this universe was created for us? Let's read verse 35. For I was hungry. This is what we're doing. When you feed somebody, when you share the word with somebody, they're hungry for God. For I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. This is what we're supposed to be doing. This is building the kingdom. We have the kingdom. But we get caught up. We're in America. We worry about what size our TV is and what kind of, you know, what what, what kind of ham sandwiches we eat. Is it Virginia ham or is it just pressed ham? We worry about the stupid things, it's the kingdom. And I found out when I started to build the kingdom, man, I still I was led to better jobs and better things and increase. But I'm building the kingdom. Every chance I get, I want to build the kingdom of God. Because I don't want people to stand before the great white throne of judgment. You know, all those sinners are gonna stand there, but guess who's gonna be there? Satan. And you know what the believers are gonna say? That is the one that kept me from building the kingdom of God. That is the one that all y'all followed that thing yeah and I'm like you know Jesse Duplantis you ever listen to him he said I'm going to run over and kick him one time now Jesus throw him in the lake of fire we're going to be shocked at what he looks like that all he has is a voice all he has a voice yeah the, the curse came to the earth because of him there's a curse in the earth but man, his voice is what you hear. Oh, you're not good enough. You'll never you can't witness to them. You'll look like a fool. And your flesh goes, Yes, I will. Your spirit man, no, let's go. And your flesh goes, Yes, I will. That's why we have to pray and fast. To put our flesh down, to get control of it. Quit listening to the devil. If you pray and fast, if you fast and don't get into the word, you're just dieting we're not called to diet we're called to fast and to seek God to have something to say to have some power man they cast out the devil you know we don't have devils in America we medicate people that are demon demonized you go to a foreign country and you're going to see some stuff because they don't have the medication somebody starts acting silly and weird we take two of these every day and they're walking around drooling Spirit's still there. They need deliverance. I'm just saying. We read the, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Every page, Jesus dealing with the devil, dealing with the devil, dealing with the devil. Then the disciples are dealing with the devil. And when they couldn't deal with it, they go. How come we couldn't do it? He said, "You need to pray and fast some more." So let's close. Listen, we're on the team, people. And I reminded my cousin played basketball. Uh, he was in college playing basketball and, and they all had to run a mile in a certain time limit and the, this boy was 7 foot tall you think he should, should outrun everybody but he was just awkward you know sometimes you grow too fast and you can't catch up you'll see it in 11, 12, 13, 14 year olds and they can't have a hard time walking because they've grown so fast and so what they did they were teams Two of them grabbed him by the jersey in the front and two of them pushed him in the back and now they're running and they're pushing him and pulling him and they all make the time because the ones who could make it was tired of making it every day and they're like, we're going to make it today and we're going to help you make it. That's what we're supposed to do. When somebody's down and out, we're supposed to pray with them. We're supposed to pray for people who are hurt, who are down, who, who, who need help. So, Let's do this, you believer. Hold your hands out like this. I want to pray over you. Just close your eyes, Father. I thank you for every believer in this room and online. Thank you, Father, that you empower us. It's not about works. It's about being your your children. It's about being in the family. But Father, you've empowered us, Lord. If we hold our hands out today, believing that you stir in us, that you gave us gifts, Lord God, remind us put, remind us what that gift was and put it in our hands and let us begin to use the gifts. Your word talks about nine gifts of the Spirit, but I believe there are more. Hospitality is a gift. Uh, joy is a gift. Love is a gift. Peace is a gift. Lord, Stir. Father, I bind the enemy over every person in this room, Satan. And all your cohorts, I bind you over these people. Let them hear the voice of God. And let them recognize the voice of Satan. Not be pulled away in the things of this world, but to chase you with all their heart. So, Father, we ask for the Holy Spirit to empower us, to stir in us, to give us a vision, Lord God, and begin to do that vision. In Jesus' name. Amen. Look at me right quick. I expect you to write down what God's told you to do and begin doing it. I expect testimony in the next three to four months of what God has done in your life. Because you I believe God put a fire in you that daily you'll be reminded. that Holy Spirit's gonna stir up in you. Come on. Hey, 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 hey. No, there's Clayton. You're supposed to be praying for him. Oh yeah, Lord, I'm praying you've prayed enough now it's has to go talk to him three minutes my son-in-law worked on the oil rig and there was a guy that was big rough burly and tough and he wouldn't hardly speak to anybody and every time my son-in-law saw him he'd go hey Jimmy how you doing man man because it, it's, you know, it's loud and everything good to see you man hey and finally the guy started going back hey Patrick hey you know back at him and he built a relationship with that guy started that's how he started You know, he was praying for him just how do I reach this guy Lord one day the guy come on the rig and he's been talking to people and his wife's doing this and that and they said you need to leave that woman you make enough money you don't need that woman in your life he came to Patrick and he said man I'm having trouble in my marriage all is just going hey man hey and now he said I'm having trouble in my marriage I don't know what to do he says I'll tell you what to do you're going to stay with that woman you're going to call her you're going to tell her you're going to be a changed man but you're going to live for God and we we'll am going to pray for you and God through Patrick saved that man's marriage saved that man's marriage that guy still calls him come on that's how you build a relationship he doesn't talk to him every day but he, the guy calls him when he sees prayer come on that, that, it started with hey man you know but ladies you can go hi you know whatever it takes the guys in the back went